class. Welcome to the Teaching Today podcast. My name's Jeremiah and my co-host... Kristen Nigro. ...are here today talking about all of the uh, advice for the modern educator that we can possibly cram into our 52 minutes we have together today. Um, how's your summer been so far? You know, it's actually been very relaxing. Uh, to be able to wake up whenever I want and go to bed whenever I want is actually a very nice thing. Definitely. One of the one of the best parts of the job for sure, right? Absolutely. So today we have a bunch of stuff to talk about. We're going to start off today with a very um, hot button issue, so to speak. Uh, it came out just the other day that... Uh, the district would be eliminating the dean position in the middle and high schools. And um, I've received several listener comments um, that are concerned with uh, not just school safety, but also that now that this position is going to be eliminated, that the responsibilities are going to fall on other educators. So with us here today is CCA's political field coordinator, Linda Jones, to talk about some of those issues and hopefully alleviate some of that concern you might be experiencing. Well, thank you very much for having me here, Jeremiah and Kristen. I, yes, we too have heard from our members and non-members and concerned people, and rightly so, that there is a fear that with the deans being out of that role that now their school safety is going to be an issue. There's concerns with the violence that is taking place at some of the school campuses. And so what I'm here to talk about is a law, um, which is SB 555. It was passed late the session and it is a section in there specifically section 43 that's on page 30 and it's talks about the different allocation for school safety so basically my understanding of this law is that this school year in 1920 there is a million and a half dollars that is going to be allocated for additional school safety resource officers and or school police next school year in the 2021 there will be a three million dollar allocation for school safety resources officers as well as school police what does that mean that means that because the deans are absent, it doesn't mean that the schools are more vulnerable. As a matter of fact, the way that these people are going to be allocated at the school level, they're going to take into account student discipline data, school safety data, school crime data, school vulnerability data, school climate data, and whether or not the school themselves have the ability to bring on these extra officers to help offset some of these safety concerns. The Nevada Department of Education will be the ones that's making the disbursement, and this money can only be utilized in this way. So basically, now you have more of an even laser focus on school safety, which is something that has been the priority of lawmakers as well as the upper echelon of CCSD. So I think it's a good thing that we actually have something in place. And to those people that are are worried that now they're going to have the responsibility dealing with behavior shifted to them. And I'm talking specifically school counselors, school psychologists, and school social workers. There is a, another bill that was passed this session. It was SB 319. And what that bill did is it really defined the role of a school counselor and a school psychologist and a school social worker, more specifically, their duties and how much time they can spend on contract time 
doing other duties that are not part of their core responsibility. And that was a really good law to have. So basically, it says that they can't spend more than 20% of their time doing anything other than counseling or being a social worker or being a school psychologist, you know, managing their caseloads and things of that nature. So my expectation is that they won't be pulled into those situations. But if and when that happens, there's laws in place to protect them. And we would need to know about that. Yes, absolutely. We thank you so much for your time today, Linda. And we will definitely be keeping our eyes on this and looking forward to what the district uh, has in store for for these funds that are dedicated to school safety. And, yeah. And Linda, I was going to ask you again, just what were the, the bills that were in place again, just to cover? Exactly. Just to cover. I'm glad you asked me that because I was going to share this final thought. So the bill that deals with the definition of the roles of school social workers, school counselors, and school psychologists is Senate Bill, so SB 319. And the bill, as far as the extra resources, school safety resource officers and school police officers and those monies, that's SB 555. So anyone wishing to look up any one of those bills, my suggestion would be to either Google Nevada Legislature 2019 or go on Nellis, and that's capital N-E-L-I-S, and type in those bill numbers. And you can go to the overview, but I suggest you read the text. And as it relates to the school safety officers, that's on page 30. It's section 43, paragraph 6 and 7. Thank you for those really good details. So there's going to be a lot of good literature for people to be reading in regards to these bills. My pleasure. All right. And again, we wanted to thank Linda Jones, uh, CCA political field coordinator, for her time today and addressing those uh, concerns that we've heard from the community uh, so far. I feel, I'm sorry, and not to interject real quick, but I really feel that's a really important thing that she gets that information out there because I feel like there's just, it was such a surprise to everybody that there's a lot of really really mixed emotions and intentions are running high. So um, for her to be able to come in and kind of give like a little bit of a, you know, background information about what's going on in all the Senate bills that are in place to protect. um, I, you know, again, I encourage everybody that's listening to go ahead and do some research on this uh, just because that'll give you a better understanding of where we stand. And that was uh, Nellis in E-L-I-S was the uh, Mm -hmm. legislative uh, place you can look those up. Mm -hmm. Uh, But moving on into our main topic today. So CCSD every year we know uh, has about 500 uh, at any given time about 500 vacancies Um, and starting off this school year they'll be hiring about 15 to 1800 new employees and so we wanted to take today our premiere our inaugural episode and uh, kind of share with you some of our experiences uh, with our first year teaching teaching is obviously not the um, the least stressful uh, career choice you could take. Uh, And so we have uh, found an article on Edutopia by uh, Elena uh, Alina Aguilar uh, called 10 Tips uh, for Surviving and Thriving Your First Year Teaching. We're kind of going to dissect that today and tell you our experiences, um, not just from secondary, but also from elementary and how those worked out for us and how hopefully you can benefit from our experiences and, and take those into your first year teaching. 
Mm-hmm. You know, it's funny because they have these 10 tips and tricks of how to survive your first year of teaching. And to be quite honest, these are like the holy grail of what you need to do. Because just like you said, when you're dealing with your first year, at least I know from my standpoint, when I was dealing with my first year of teaching, there was a lot of... Um, emotions and and feelings that ran through me because I wanted to make sure that I was there for my my 20 kindergartners that I had at the time and I wanted to be the best teacher and I I had all these ideas and these great things that I was going to do but then there's different things you don't realize that are part of the job that you're like, oh my gosh, for sure. I really yeah. need to like think about this and how, oh my gosh, RTI. Oh my gosh. I felt like just so overwhelmed. Um, so um, Elena Aguilar, she came out with this wonderful article and just like Jeremiah said, we're going to go ahead and we're going to look through these 10 different tips and tricks to hopefully help ease that beginning of the school year, which is fastly approaching. <laughs> um, and so let's go ahead and just, I guess, kick it off. Uh, first one is building community. So, um, I guess from my standpoint in the elementary setting, um, <laughs> most of us, we're all unicorns and rainbows as it is, but it's so, so important to be able to get out there and to know your colleagues and network with them. Um, one of the things that I found was, if, if it's not too overwhelming, is definitely if there's opportunities to do committees um, even just joining a committee just so you can get that camaraderie. Um, so one of the ones that I did is I joined the Sunshine Committee, which was really <laughs> cool because I like doing party planning and retirements and weddings and, you know, baby showers. So and it's one of those things that it's the feel good committee where oh, yeah. it makes you feel like, you know, you're part of something. You're planning, a, you know, a purposeful event uh, for somebody's, um, you know, major milestone that they're getting ready to have. And so that's how I I really was able to go out there and talk with a lot of my colleagues and and don't one thing I will say is don't be shy. Yeah. I mean, I'm not a shy person. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure a lot of whoever's listening, they probably if they know me, they know, oh, Lord, she's not shy. But, um, you know, please go out and, and make friends with these people because these are the people that are going to support you. So what is your experience in secondary like this? So, um, yeah, a lot of the same thing. And, and like you said, in any other profession, you would call this networking. And that's basically what you really need to, to do. Um, I know my first year, and again, I teach at a high school, um, one of the things is that they had a, a committee that was all new teachers. So we had oh, to go cool. have a, we had to go have a meeting every month with the, the new, new teacher administrator. And, you know, they just kind of talk and address our concerns. And that way we, we talked about the new people in the building and we kind of got to know each other. So that's one way. Um, also joining things like sunshine committee, going to the social events. Um, again, in high school, it's a little bit easier. Um, I think because we have so many after school activities, mm-hmm. um, yeah. our school runs a tailgate for the football game. So all the teachers come out to watch the football games. We have like potluck. So it's really good kind of social get together, but not just, uh, it's not just important to network within your building. You also got to kind of keep an eye towards uh, networking in the district at large. And so a lot of the things that CCA does, especially for new teachers, is a great way to to meet other educators outside your building. Um, Going to the professional developments that the um, district offers is another great way to kind of meet with people that teach in your subject. And it's always good to have more people to bounce those ideas around, and especially first year. Let me ask you a question just while we're thinking about this. 
And I, I'm, I'm going to come out and say it. <laughs> I started teaching when I was 28. Oh, wow. Bro, grown man. <laughs> and I don't, I can't remember how many times at the end of the day I was just so emotionally wrung out that I, I would cry. Like, oh, yeah. Did, did you kind of have that same experience? You, you know, it's funny. I, I am not necessarily a, a crier but no teaching just, me, I, know, like, I know but teaching definitely was one of those things that made me cry because it's like you you are your own worst critic and you sit there and you replay the events that took place during you know during the day and and you really have to ask yourself like did I do what I needed to do? Did I hit the standards? I mean, you're you're talking, we only have so much time in a day with these kiddos. And I mean, I know even now, I mean, I'm going in my seventh year of teaching and I literally towards the end of this school year was flipping through my long range plans going, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. Yeah, and I'm just, exactly, <laughs> yeah. And it's like the most overwhelming feeling because you don't want to shortchange any of these kids. So, but yes, no, I was totally there. I can remember sitting in my portable <laughs> and I was like what I like to call like in my little trailer park because that's where we were. And uh, my friend Erin O'Donnell, her and I, we came up together at UNLV and we both started the same time at Hewittson. And I literally would go in her room and just slump down in her desk. <laughs> and we would just kind of stare at each other for a couple minutes until we finally broke silence and been like, well, how was your day? <laughs> so, yes. So yeah. there's nothing wrong with crying. No, please. No. Oh, it, yes. It, your, your first year is definitely going to be an emotional roller coaster. Oh, for sure. For uh, sure. And like for me, I think it wasn't so much. I, I don't think I I don't think I got so focused on like the actual job part of it. Mm-hmm. But coming to the other side of the desk, right? When you were in school, when you were in, in high school, elementary school, um, and you saw the teacher as this one way, you never really think about it. But then when I became a teacher, mm-hmm. and now I have all of their stories. You know, I have, I feel like sometimes I take the weight of their, oh, for sure. their, whatever's going on in their world. Oh, for sure. And it just, it piles down on your shoulders. So we're, we're going to try to talk about some of addressing some of that later. I'm, I'm kind of getting to jump ahead, but it, it's just such a, such an interesting it, thing to think about. You know, right? and it really is. I was thinking about how it brings me back to when I was in high school in chemistry, I had Mrs. Yadav. She was amazing. And she was like like a coveted piece of Lewiston Porter Elementary School. Like, I mean, I'm sorry, high school. And I literally feel, it's it's crazy to think about how at one point, I mean, I don't know, I'm sure you've had educators where you're just like, oh my gosh, they're literally they your they're person. The, the, yeah. Yes, they're and then the now, star. now you're that person where you're the rock star yeah. and these kids look up to you. And I'll tell you what, that's one of the most rewarding parts of the job too, where you're just, I mean, it's an it's amazing feeling, so... All right. Sorry. Let's, no worries. <laughs> Let's uh, go on to number two. And number two is finding a hopeful, positive mentor. And this is something um, that you definitely, it, it, this goes even further into community because this is going to be your one-on-one mm-hmm. person. It, 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 I don't know. Have you do watched Grey's Anatomy? Um, your person. Yes. <laughs> your person, right? Christina. And I've been watching, that's what I've been doing with my summer so far is watching Grey's Anatomy. Oh, summer's wonderful. <laughs> but anyways, so your person. And so your person is going to be someone a veteran teacher who can come and calm you down when you're when you're overwrought and say oh my gosh uh <laughs> yeah. you know it's fine you got another day tomorrow's a new day yes. and i think that's that was one of my thing for not even just my first year but like 
we we're on block schedule at my school, and so there's A day and B day, and I always said B day is going to be a better day. Because, <laughs> B for better. <laughs> because I would have that chance to run through for the first time. But anyways, um, yeah, no mentor. I was so 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 lucky to get my mentor, um, James Frazee. Um, oh, he's wonderful. <laughs> I adore him, and uh, he has been my rock since wow. uh, since my first year teaching. So, what kind of experiences did you have with um, finding mentors? So, one of the uh, best things about uh, elementary school is you have some happy, happy teachers, because you have to be in order to work with all the little ones. But I had a great mentor. I had um, Maria Mullen. She was our kindergarten chair, and she was just an, a godsend. The things that she showed me, the tips and tricks that she gave me, um, I was very blessed in that regard. Um, we also had uh, another mentor was Gail Rivard. She was incredible. Um, and one of the things that, just like you said, they always preach that common thing of tomorrow's a new day. Don't be so hard on yourself. Um, and again, that's what you really, as a new teacher, you want to look for someone. And, and the key word in this is positive. Um, you know, sometimes you see there's some educators floating around in, you know, <laughs> the um, lounge that are tending to be um, you know, there's just not many things that make them happy anymore and they're ready to move on down the road. And so it's important that you do find that educator that's going to, you know, support you, that's going to carry your you know, weight when you're feeling a little, it's a little too heavy. And I was lucky because um, even th- they gave me all their, you know, long range plans to look. I mean, of course, we plan together as a grade level, but just trying to show me like, you know what, when we do this standard, this is the things that I use. And yeah. if you want to let me help you make this yeah. or let me help you do this. Yeah. And it's helpful because when you're carrying that weight as a first year teacher, it's, you know, just one more thing is going to, you know, break the back. So you you think, um, you can't, you, you can't, you can't be a rock. You can't be a, an island upon your. I don't know if I'm saying that saying right, but I think you know what I'm trying yeah, to say. Yeah, oh, absolutely. You, you have to, you really have to let somebody help you. Yes. Your first, not just first year, but first several yeah, years. You, pretty much your career. <laughs> That's what I found, at least. Teaching is not a solo profession um, no. for that, for sure. And you know what, honestly, to get these ideas from other educators too, having input from different ways that they do, like currently where I'm at now, Mrs. Kuzma, she is incredibly smart. She's like a savant. It's the craziest thing. And her, her, the way that she delivers science to these five and six year olds is like incredible. And, you know, she came in and gave us the resources that she was using and it really, you know, stuck with my kids and they were doing so well with, um, like one of the things was the push and pull standard that we have in kindergarten. And having the different inputs is just, uh, you know, it's helpful because you don't know, maybe the way you're doing it is not, you know, necessarily going to get to your kids, but someone else might have another idea. Mm -hmm. So, and then that goes back to, you know, being, you know, having those positive, you know, mentors per se. Sure. What about uh, next one? Oh, yeah. So asking for help and demanding good professional development. Uh, Yes, my friends out there in CCSD land, we have, if you've been on the Elms site, you will see we have a lot of professional development. Um, I was actually sifting through it a couple days ago looking. And um, I mean, the the things that are available just, I mean, for elementary school, I mean, I haven't looked for the secondary because sure. I, I obviously don't yeah, teach yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> but um, like I actually one of my I think it was like the second or third 
year of teaching, I took these math courses where they gave us these books and it taught me how to decompose numbers and how to do number bonds and all these crazy things that I never even thought of. And they gave us the books for free. So you just have to find these professional developments are out there. And usually you'll get like some literature to take with you. Um, and even if they're not paid, it's okay. So you're going to get a lot, you're going to get a lot of information out of it. So, um, I have, I will be honest, I have not done uh, nearly uh, as much PD as I should have done in these <laughs> last couple of years. Um, my first, my first two, three years, of course. partly because um, you guys, you new hires don't know this, but you used <laughs> to have to have 45 hours of onboarding training. <gasps> oh, I remember that when we had to do the emus. Do you remember the emus yeah. or whatever they were at Container Park? You had to Those do, were great. you had to do 45 hours of onboarding and now I know it's like 15 or something, something. Yeah. But. Mm-hmm. It's yes. fine. It's fine. It's all right. We'll, we'll give that yeah. to you. We're not you got haters. A lot, you got a lot on your plate. <laughs> but um, but no, uh, p- professional development, we have SBCT. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really know how that works in, in elementary. I know it it's an hour a week. Yes. Um, you get to spend with your colleagues. Sometimes there'll be your administration running it. But um, I remember my first um, three years when I was, well, first two years, doing my onboarding, then I just was doing it for a couple other things. Um, I took a We the People class because I'm a history teacher um, and I paid $15 for the We the People class and it was a three, uh, no, a six PDE course. For $15? Yeah. That's incredible. They gave me a set of books uh, for my class to teach it and um, I was actually lucky I got in on a a cohort so I actually got my $15 back plus another $475. Oh my gosh. Yeah, those are the professional (laughs) developments you want to find people. find those ones. (laughs) Um, You know, um, they do ones on, um, I saw this really cool one. Um, I might even see if we can find him one time. But uh, Real Talk by Dr. Brown. Oh, wow. It was a, he came in um, to this, uh, to the, we were at the Texas station and he was walking around and he looked like he was dressed up like a bum. (laughs) And he's got like these long dreadlocks, right? And he's, you know, like coming around and messing with different tables, talking to people, trying to get like, he was acting like a beggar. Oh, wow. Okay. And then it sort of reveals that, you know, you can't let, uh, you know, uh, appearances kind of cloud your judgment and things right. like that. So it was really good. Anyway. Well, I imagine there was a lot of shocked faces yeah. when they revealed themselves, like, oh my gosh, I yelled at him and told him to get lost. No? <laughs> so, um, uh, but outside of CCSD, I've had the very um, lucky privilege, and this is something that's open to all teachers, not even just first year, um, NEH, the National Endowment for the Humanities, mm-hmm. they run summer institutes every year. And now I think they're only two, they're two weeks long all the time, but you get like a $2,000 stipend and you go and I, the one I did was on Thomas Jefferson at Monticello. And so it's a, it's a week long, well, two week long now, two week long professional development. That's intensive study on whatever topics. And it's not just open to history. It's open to English. It's open to anybody who can incorporate the idea that that, um, topic is like there's one there's ones for Shakespeare's plays oh, and you go to, you really go to cool. New York and you do a workshop in New York with a theater company that that works on Shakespeare and things like that and now who is this through it's you called said- the National Endowment for the Humanities and they run those every year um, so that's a real cool and and uh, I know um, 
there was a talk, and I'll, we'll have to check on this, and we'll put it in the links uh, if if it's come out finally. Um, CCA had built a book for all of these different like grant opportunities, things, travel opportunities for professional development for teachers. So that's one of the, one of the perks, uh, in addition to, uh, things for professional development. So you get an opportunity to visit different places, um, in the world. (laughs) That's That's actually really, that's cool. I had, I didn't know about that. So, you know, and that goes back to, you know, you made me think about asking for help. So one of the things is, I I have no shame in my game. Like, I will go out and I will ask businesses. I'll go out. Like, I just, you know, not to kind of veer away, but I went and talked to um, Smiths, and I asked them to um, see if they would give me a gift card to provide families um, with meals. They gave me a $500 gift card. Um, I went to Emerald Island in downtown Henderson. I had a project going for Donor's Shoes, and I asked if they would donate money because we wanted to get a camera to document our, like, um, school year. They gave me, I want to say it was, like, almost $150 towards the project. So that asking for help, that's key. Like, (laughs) that is so key when it's in regards to don't be afraid to ask for, even if it's for financial things for your classroom. Yeah, yeah. I've, um, I have, um, for my extracurricular, I was doing board games. Oh, and cool! And it turned yeah. out one of the um, one of the big that's uh, called Iello mm-hmm. um, is a game producer. And anyways, they ended up having a program. He said, "Hey, can can we get some games for our board game club?" And I said, "Yeah, you just pay pay ten bucks for shipping or something." Like that. Right. So you know there are things out there. You just have to be willing to ask. Oh yeah, which... I'll never be afraid to ask. <laughs> Usually people are like, "Oh my God, you're, oh, you're an educator." Yeah, you're a teacher. What do you need, darling? (laughs) That's usually what I get. They're like, oh, they know. They know. (laughs) All right. Uh, So moving on to our next point, observing other teachers. So um, this is another good way for uh, working on your professional development. Um, We were talking off the air a little bit earlier, and so we're kind of going to go into that. But for for a secondary, it's it's a bit different. So I'll let uh, Kristen talk first on this and, and kind of let her points come out and then I'll jump in with some other stuff. Sure. Um, So observing other teachers, um, definitely as a first year teacher, I can think back to um, all the things that I had, you know, yet to still learn. Um, We actually at our elementary level, we have a strategist. So the two that are at my school right now, Miss Overland and Miss Timmons, great people. um, They always in the beginning when we're when we do our first like back to school meetings, they always tell the people that are new to our school. If you ever want to observe anybody in your grade level or anything else, let us know and we will come and cover your class. And that'll give you a chance to go and take your notes, watch whoever it is that you want to, you know, so they can perform their lesson. Um, that is probably one of the best things that I did as even I still do it now and I'm moving on my my seventh year of teaching Yeah. where, I mean, you go in and if there's something that you're like, man, you know what? This just wasn't working. This is something that maybe I want to brush up up on a little. Um, like we were talking about Miss Kuzma. I went in and I, you know, watched one of her writing lessons because her students are such beautiful writers by the end of the school year that I'm like, what are you doing in there? (laughs) So I go in and I, you know, I, I watched her and the accountability that she has these students take on like they like run the class and at the same time I think it was Miss Timmons she went in and covered me and it was such a good thing to witness because sometimes you just need that 
that step away from your class to see what others are doing and to see how they're getting those standards and how they're, you know, how they're introducing or how they're teaching those standards. Yeah, no, I, I remember my first year and my my administrator had told me, you need to go and watch this teacher. Mm-hmm. But we don't we don't really have the strategy. So it's the kind of expected you do out of your prep. <laughs> okay. So, and that's fine. And, yeah. um, you know, as long as they're not mandating it, that's fine. But right. I, I, I did take that advice and I still, like I said, and I still go and I'll see Mr. Frazee teach because he's he he develops such a rapport with his kids it's it's incredible oh i believe it yeah and mm-hmm. um you know and i i kind of strive to make sure i do that but yeah going and finding a lesson and again i teach history so and i teach world history so wow. my content area my my the, the the stuff i'm supposed to know is crazy <gasps> oh and I, I hate when kids ask questions that i don't know the answer to you're so like I'm let like, me google that give me a second I'll find out. <laughs> alexa <laughs> <laughs> so um but yeah no you it, it is such a, a key tool in our our educator toolbox to go Mm -hmm. go and watch somebody who's been doing it for a while Mm -hmm. um you know you you get into your student teaching um you've done your student teaching you're like you you feel like you're you're gonna be this rock star Mm -hmm. uh you feel like you're gonna be this rock star you're gonna change the world your first year (laughs) and it's it's gonna you're gonna be you're gonna get there and you're gonna be like Yeah. What? Yeah. yeah. Your jaw hits the ground. <laughs> so um, it's okay. We are, we've all gone there and it, when you watch those veteran teachers, they make it look easy, mm-hmm. but it's, it's like a, it's like a, you know, any, any performing job where you're, you're putting on a show for these kids. Really. Oh, for sure. It's acting seriously and, all the time. You know, I love it. Um, so that's, that's what it is. So go watch, um, take notes. Um, just just uh, just keep your eyes open and and your your administrators will know who the who the rock stars are so yes. to speak and they'll they'll point you in the direction if you ask mm-hmm. you know you can ask say hey who should who who do you think I should go observe yeah um, so yeah definitely from all the, like the observations that they do for the teachers I mean for sure they'll they're like oh you need science go see this teacher you need social science go see this teacher uh, one of the other things too is definitely keep a binder of your observations notes that you do with these teachers so that way if you ever need to refer back I mean binders I know they tend to you know take up room sometimes and if if you're more of an iPad or a a, a Chromebook type of person but that was one of the things I actually just came across my binder please please don't come into my classroom with a Chromebook and start typing away Because that is what what the, the administrators do, and then it just it it oh, sends yeah. shivers down my spine. Oh yeah, so. exactly. <laughs> like, what are you what are you writing in there? Can I see? No. <laughs> uh. All right. So, what's our our next? Oh, our next um, big tip or trick, as you will, is um, we have in here. Well, uh, Miss Aguilar has do home visits. Um, you know, we had talked about this again a little bit off air about the. Um, you know, it for safety purposes, I don't know, Jeremiah, what would you say? I mean, it's probably not the best thing to just drop in without, you know, unannounced. Yeah, I, I did it one time um, because I had accidentally, well, not accident. I don't know if you say accidentally. <laughs> I had taken a student's cell phone and they didn't get to me before the end of the day oh, to grab it. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And so I felt really bad. And so I took it back down to the house. But that's, <laughs> that's the only time I ever visited a house. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it wasn't like a home visit. Right, I'm right. Air quotes. I, I, I realize <laughs> this is not a visual medium we're working at now. Um, and so, but 
While we don't want to do home visits, we do, 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 do. It is a 100% do um, encourage uh, parent engagement. Oh, for sure. Uh, when the district has a lot of tools for you to do that, it has infinite campus you can send messages through infinite campus and obviously you have phone oh yes um, our school actually we have another type of engagement we can do which is um they call them bulldog brags and they're little postcards that we can send out right like a little note oh that's cool um to to you know say hey your kid did this today and it was really cool or whatever you might want to do that's and so and yeah. and to kind of jump on that you don't want to just engage parents when it's bad stuff, guys. No, no. You, <laughs> That's a quick way to lose uh, trust real yeah, quick. <laughs> you, you you really got to focus on, um, even if you just say, maybe if I say on Friday, I'm going to do five calls. Okay. So by the end, especially like in the, let's say elementary, how many kids do you have about? Uh, anywhere between 20 to 25. It just depends. So by the end of the first month of school, you mm-hmm. have reached out and said, hi, I'm so-and-so mm-hmm. and your kids in my class and they're doing such a great job already. So then you've built that, you've established that relationship and it's just something you can. So now when you call and say, okay, well, little Johnny today um, yeah. took a marker and wrote on little <laughs> Jane's face. Oh, that sounds familiar, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you a couple times that it happened. <laughs> um, you you kind of have that, um, you have established that relationship. And so um, that that's my, my kind of key for this is mm-hmm. don't just engage when it's bad of course you, you, you got and i and i and i'm guilty of this but it's in secondary we have 240 students oh, so man. it's um, a little harder i think at that point to do but i do try and make an effort to either send out like an email uh, even if it's just like a mass email right um or i'll i'll pick a couple kids every every week or so and call them and just say hey um i realized this this week and so on and so forth so that's important what do you yeah. what are your thoughts on well that? you know and, and it's funny because when I was reading this earlier and they were talking about doing home visits like I can think of a couple situations where you don't just want to drop in because you're worried something crazy is happening of course you want to address that if that's the situation that's a whole nother you know it's a whole nother podcast sure. yeah sure <laughs> but um <laughs> you know uh I actually I, I do think home visits it's appropriate during certain situations so um I I feel like you definitely have to break that barrier down of, you know, you have to establish a relationship with the parents. Um, You don't want to just show up unannounced because, you know, something happened and you got wind of it. Um, But what I've actually, in my experience, I had a student this year and um, the parents, they were very well, they were very like open to me coming and like, you know, stopping in to say hi and and we actually we have a really good relationship now so and i i just feel home visits are one of those tender subjects where yeah. you don't want to just you know sometimes you have to let maybe cps handle it but sure. if it's but if it's like a positive note or i had a little boy who ended up in the hospital because he had a really bad asthma attack we didn't go to the home but i went to the hospital to go yeah. visit to yeah. check in so things like that oh totally 100 percent. but when you're dealing more if it's like a you know kind of a sketchy situation don't just go to the house that's very dangerous and that's not good for you and i, I do want to point out uh if this does get out to parents out there um, you can invite me to dinner anytime. <laughs> there, there's not a lot I won't do for a free dinner. So, um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Parents, yes. you know, 
that's I'm no, no, I'm not encouraging that. <laughs> yes, I am. No, yes, I'm yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just keep it where it's at. <laughs> so. But no, I totally, and that's one of the things. Like I, I was, you know, able to go and have lunch with uh, five of my mothers in my classroom. Yeah. They took me out to celebrate like an end of the year, and they felt like they were like, you know what, we just really wanted to, you know, do something nice for you. And I felt that was really sweet. And it's those type of relationships, you know, that you want to build yeah where you know and it makes your school year so much easier it really does yeah 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 all right now numero six mm-hmm. uh write down your vision for yourself as a teacher what are your goals or purpose as a teacher mm-hmm. um so this is a good and i know we talk about i re- i can remember my my education courses pretty clearly and that that's one of one of the assignments they give you but it really does help it really does kind of give you a uh, a mental picture of what you're hoping yeah. to achieve um and it can be something as simple as like you know, I don't know. I did like a web. What oh, what yeah. are what are the things I'm going to try and to accomplish? Accomplish, yeah. and how do I get there? Yeah, um, what are what are some of your thoughts on that? Well, so you know, like we talked about this earlier, we're our own worst critics, and. Mm-hmm. Um, you want to kind of veer away from, you know, criticizing yourself on as a teacher. When you write down your vision and the purpose of you being a teacher, one of the things that you should definitely include are, you know, establishing relationships. You know, you that's that's how your classroom is going to function is if you have that rapport with your students. Um, and then also, is there a specific data vision that you want to get to? Do you I mean, I know that sounds so teachery, <laughs> quote unquote, but. I mean, realistically, what did, what do you want for your students? What did, what is it that you need them to do for you? Um, so even if it's something like, you know, for my instance, because I'm a kindergarten, I want all of my students to be able to learn 100 sight words, and this is how I'm going to get there. And yes, that's an academic vision, but at the same time, I know if they get that, that's going to open up so many more doors for different things that they'll be able to do. Yeah, and, and mm-hmm. it's good to have something that's objective and you know, something yeah. that's subjective, something of course, for yeah. yourself. Yes. Uh, and then we're, we're going to, you know, and this is going to be kind of more, more things that we'll talk about here. So, um, uh, personal, uh, another thing from the article says personal vision or mission statement. You know, every school has its mission statement. Mm-hmm. Um, I think my, I forget what I was saying. I had talked, it was one of the interview questions I had when uh, I was interviewing for my job. Oh, and, wow. What's our school's vision? Is that what they asked you? <laughs> no, he oh. asked me, how do you, how do you, um, how do you control your class? And I, I said, it's kind of like, it's kind of like herding cattle. <laughs> like you That's can't, good, yeah. you, you gotta, you gotta keep calm like yes. you, if you start yelling and then start the you, you chaos know, so <laughs> yes. you, you know you just kind of keep in in mind that it's so mm-hmm. anyways all right so number seven. Oh yes so this one's actually very key and we oh i know everybody does this number seven don't neglect your body let me say that one more time don't neglect your body so pretty much what we mean by that is you gotta sleep you got to rest. You got to eat well. Although I eat a lot of M&Ms. There's nothing wrong with that. And exercise. That is so important. Um, Jeremiah, I'll tell you one of the things that has kept me sane as much as I hate doing it. Um, but I would get up every single morning at 530 in the morning and I would work out like and that was how I would start my day. 
that is one of the things that cleared my mind. And I am not a worky outy type of person. Like <laughs> I want to sit on the couch and watch um, Stranger Things and eat M&Ms and popcorn. But no, seriously, getting enough rest, getting sleep, eating well, exercise, that's really what's going to help keep you healthy. And especially as a first year teacher, I'm sure you will all figure this out. You will get sick multiple times mm-hmm. because they're like little Petri dishes, <laughs> um, especially in the elementary setting. Oh, it's uh, not even any better in the Holy secondary. moly. <laughs> Um, well, I, mean, I, guess, <laughs> I guess in elementary, they all want to hug you and touch oh, you. Oh, they do. Yeah. Oh, they do. I, I don't have to touch them. They're oh, my gosh. <laughs> well, let me tell you. And one of the things that you'll find so bizarre is they'll look you dead in the eye. They'll pick their nose and they'll eat it. And they won't even break eye contact. It's the, <laughs> it's the craziest thing. I'm going to hate this <laughs> booger in front of you. It's the most insane. And you just got to wonder, like, does this feel weird? I feel weird doing this, you know? But, um, yeah. So, and it's it really is. It's important, too, because... Because the amount of stress that you'll be under as a first year teacher, and I'm not trying to make you nervous or, you know, make you already have feelings when you know they're coming, but you, you really, you have to focus on yourself. You got to take care of yourself. You do. Yeah, that is number one. And I will say I am guilty of this. Um, <laughs> again, this is not a visual format, <laughs> visual medium to work in, but uh, I am, I'm overweight. I have diabetes and I did not uh, take heed the words of advice uh, from people that talked to me. And so, you know, I burned through sick days because I'm yeah. sick. Um, I've had multiple complications from from oh, various wow. things. So yes. you, you really have to you have to take the time to take care of yourself. Yes. Um, and so as years have gone by, I've gotten better at it. Um, and obviously when you're not as stressed, it's easier. Oh, of course. So yes. as time goes on, it gets easier. But if you focus on those things now, uh, then it's, it's, it'll, it'll make your life a, a world of, of easier. It's just one less thing to have to worry about, yeah. you know? Yeah. Your health, if you don't have your health, you have nothing, unfortunately. Yeah. And that's one of those things that, you know, we, a lot of people depend on us and a lot of people in the future will depend on us as teachers so you have to keep yourself nice and healthy yep um coming up on number eight here do something non-teaching related i think that's the only thing that keeps me sane yes is my hobbies um i'm a nerd (laughs) i am super nerd that's all right it's good i'm I'm looking at my magic the gathering deck over on the side of the table here i'm like (laughs) i can't wait to go play this today D D. so find something that you enjoy whether it's nerd activities like me whether it's it's binge watching Grey's Anatomy oh, or yeah. Stranger Things, or uh, maybe you're a exercise fiend, a hiking fiend. And if you're, <laughs> luckily for you, if you guys are moving out here, if you're coming from out of district, out of state, I mean, we have some really beautiful places to go hiking. Oh yeah, Red Rock Canyon, um, go down to Lake Mead, Bootleg Canyon. Um, I mean, just multiple places um, to go and thing. What are some of the things you like to do, Chris? Oh man. Oh, there's a there's a whole bunch. So, okay, so I recently, and I know this sounds so weird, but I recently discovered Netflix. I mean, I knew what it was. But, it's but, not a secret. Oh, my gosh. I can't even believe such things exist. Like, I literally, I was almost up for, like, two days straight watching Stranger Things because it's getting ready to have, like, the third part. And my husband was like, you know, you got to sleep eventually. I'm like, no, 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 you don't understand. I really need to see what, what's going to happen with Will, you know? I started watching Lucifer today. <clears throat> oh, yeah, I did see. Okay, so is it so good? I thought I've seen two episodes. I'm like, 
wow, <laughs> the devil's really cool. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. So, but, but seriously, I can't even believe like Netflix is like my jam right now. And I'm like, why am I paying direct TV almost $200 a month? I'm, oh, we're yeah. talking, we're talking about moving in um, August when our, our current lease expires. Yeah. And I said, and right now the place we live includes cable. Oh, it, wow. It's okay. part of your Boy, rent. that's nice. Actually, it's, it's part of your rent. Expensive. I said, you know, if we move. That's like a that's the, the 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 cable money's gone. Oh yeah. So yeah. are you going to be okay with just internet, Netflix, and Hulu? And she said, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, it's cool. Well, I, I mean, it's nice because the only reason that we really have DirecTV is because we're huge diehard Buffalo Bill fans. And yeah, I know. we, uh, we He's making faces at me again. <laughs> yeah, I know you can't see. But um it's we watch the or we get the NFL package sure. every every um, football season. So, but I don't really understand why we keep it because all I do is complain every month when I pay the bill. And so yeah. <laughs> but other than that, no. Going back to the do something non teaching related. Uh, one of the things that I enjoy and I by all means I am no way shape or form an art person, but I literally go to Michaels and I'll buy canvas and I'll paint. Mm. I know I'm not I'm not a good painter. I mean it might just be me you know, putting some colors on. You can find merch at our webpage. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Exactly. Like, you never know, maybe it'll be famous. Uh, but I do that and I usually incorporate my, uh, I have a three-year-old and he likes to do that. Normally he's, um, but also I've, I've been finding crayon markers on the door, the wall. Uh-oh. Yeah. So he thinks that art just goes everywhere, everywhere, everywhere. <laughs> so that's exciting. Thank God for magic erasers, that wonderful bald man. Um, Mr. Clean, you know, oh, yeah. Here, here's a pro tip, something they won't teach you in college. Um, when you get a, a smart tiny <laughs> uh, in your class who takes a permanent marker what? and writes on your whiteboard, um, oh, if boy. you take um, a uh, regular expo marker and draw over it, yeah, it erases right off. No kidding. It's crazy. So it removes permanent marker. Yeah. You do, Jot that so, down, people. That's so important. If there's permanent marker on your whiteboard, yes. if you do an expo marker over the permanent marker and then erase, it's gone. That's incredible. That is a good tip. <laughs> know that. Do that. Understand it. That is amazing. Love it. Oh, my gosh. Oh, I love it. Pro tip. So, but yeah, every, doing something non-teaching related, and that's going to keep your sanity, people. That's so important. And that goes back to don't neglect your body because if that happens, well, then you're not going to have a very successful career because you'll usually be sick all pretty much all the time. So yeah, doing something non-teaching related. Yep. Oh, okay. So going on to uh, number nine out of our 10 wonderful tips. Uh, this one is super important and that is cataloging every single success in the classroom. Now, Jeremiah, when I say every single success, that doesn't mean like, oh, Johnny, um, Johnny didn't tell me off today or, <laughs> or Johnny learned to, you know, um, tie his shoes. Well, that's, that is a success. But, you know, the, I would say more of the major milestones. Like if you have something like um, um, one of your students like learns all of their sight words or or you actually have a student that, you know, is so sweet and they bring in what they love to do with me was they would bring in their uh, letters. They would write their uppercase and lowercase on just like a coloring sheet and color a picture of like a minion in the background. <laughs> and they'd be like, look what I did. So and it was exciting because even though there was art in it, too, but I would get you know, see that actual visual of them doing like trying and doing their alphabet and wow, they didn't write the letter, you know, Z backwards and things <laughs> like that. 
And I actually, I was telling you off air, I had a bulletin board in my room where anytime they would bring me anything, even if it was, you know, even if it was a picture that they drew, I would have them hang it uh, under their little section of their bulletin board because that makes them, you know, actually, you know, get the feels. They yeah, they feel yeah. good about it. Like, wow, my teacher has a special, you know, a special spot for me to for actually me. put my yeah. stuff. Yeah. So that's at least what I I deal with. But so for, what are some of yours? So in, in my kind of, I think, in a, I might just come at it differently. I take like anytime a kid writes me like a, a thank you letter mm-hmm. or brings me like they, they've I've got kids who are super artistic and they draw me dope pictures oh all. I bet yeah I mean think cards whatever it is I keep a binder of them so that I can kind of go back and say oh yes you know and it's just good and again um, we talked about it earlier where you're your own worst critic oh yeah and being able to go back when you're having one of those those down or ch- tough days mm-hmm. um, and you can just say I do make a difference. Oh, yeah. You get to reflect on it. And it, it really, it, if you're having an awful day, it'll really boost those spirits up, like, immediately. So. Um, and I was, I was so excited because I got my first. It only took me five years. I think it's different because, again, secondary. <laughs> but it took me five years, but I got my first teacher mug this year as a gift. Oh, yay. I was like, yes. <laughs> That's, yes. That is like a rite of passage, of course. <laughs> yes. So, yeah. No, it, definitely keep track of that kind of stuff. Keep those, those letters. You'll find them um, to be to be I say I'm gonna say precious I mean I, I feel a little sentimental yeah but um it, it, it does and then especially again for high school you know you get those kids one year and then they're gone they, they go up yeah and then you next time you see them is usually gonna be at graduation wow yeah that's so you know and that's a big big you know big big important bit yes you know and it, it goes back to I was I was looking at some of the little notes underneath that we were talking about um, in the cataloging the successes in your classroom I can think back in specific uh, in specifics to I had a student uh, it was like my second or third year of teaching and this little boy cried every single morning when he came into my classroom I'm talking we had early start we started at 8 a.m. And I can either. Yeah. That's not well, early. Yeah. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> so, but for Alan, so we were there, and mom was very, um, she was very coddling to him, um, which there's not, I understand, there's nothing wrong with yeah, that no, to all the parents who are, you know, love their student or their children very, very, very much. I, mean, I saw you kick your kid out. Yeah, of the don't tell day. anybody. <laughs> <laughs> right? Um, but one of the things that I was reading in here where they were talking about, um, you know, Alfredo smiled and, when he walked into class and he didn't cry and I'm thinking you know that's part of what they wrote and it makes it makes me think about that student and it was I'm not even kidding Jeremiah it was like three months in a row he cried 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 and I tried everything with this kid and I was feeling a little down because he would cry for the first like I don't know hour and a half two hours of the day and then we finally had a breakthrough I figured out that he loved Batman so I went out and bought all the Batman stickers in the world of uh, you know Clark County (laughs) and every time he would come in he'd get a Batman sticker and we made a game out of it I put on his arm put on his head and he just thought it was hilarious and he would usually leave with about like seven Batman stickers and eventually it just stopped because he understood that I was trying to you know break through with him and I mean, that was a huge success because 
that whole crying event stressed out my students. It stressed out me. Oh, I, I had to have strategists come in. It stressed out his mom. And oh, so yeah. to get over that hump and actually have the success is it's, it makes you feel good. And it, we, we haven't really done this, but I think maybe this is kind of important. It says make a list of what's going So for this topic, make mm-hmm. a list of what's going well. Identify your successes. Include every single tiny one. Alfredo smiled today when he walked into the class. James, write yeah. little notes to yourself. Yes. And, and even if you're not getting, like I, like I said with my binder, but like even if you're not getting something, but something you notice has changed, yes. that's a success. Oh, for sure. Yeah, because that's one of those things that we always want to look at like, oh, my God, I can't believe this happened today. Oh, my God, I can't believe he did this or she did this. Or I, and it's one of you. You got to you got to steer away from the negativity and you have to focus on what's positive because that will make your life so much easier. Yeah. And um, yeah, I mean, that's. I have to remember that. <laughs> yeah. Keep it positive. I'm telling you, it'll, it'll change your whole mindset. You'll well, be like, well, wow, I'm so much happier. See, my post-its are my friend. Like, yes. I have post-its on every square inch of my desk and computer <laughs> screen of little things that I, I cause I, I'm kind of space cadet sometimes. That's all right. So, so am I. <laughs> uh, you know, so they're there to keep me grounded. Like, oh, there. Okay. And when you finish it, you take it off. <laughs> All right. Last but not least, number 10. Ooh. Number 10. We made it. Uh, take a day off. Now, unofficially, <laughs> uh, you don't have any personal days your first year. That's okay. That's all right. You have a flex day. Mm-hmm. Okay, your flex day is used for whatever purpose uh, you need. Um, I've taken it to go to... Um, a court hearing for oh, that's things fun. I've had. <laughs> yeah, uh, I've taken it for what was another one? I I had to fly. I was like stuck on a flight out, so oh. they I got that. But oh. your flex day, you have to request in advance. Okay, but here in the biz of education, you get uh, in the Clark County School District, you're gonna get six uh, sick days mm-hmm. advanced to you at the beginning of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, and here in the biz, we like to call those at times mental health days. Oh yes. Those so, are important. So you don't have to do it all the time. And I, and I will be the first to suggest you don't do it all the yeah, time, <laughs> but come along end of April, beginning of May those kids are going to be antsy. Yep. And you feel like you're going to crash and burn. <laughs> and you're going to be antsy. It's okay if you got to say, if I go into school today. It's not going to go well. It's not going to go well. Mm-hmm. And that's when you use your mental health days. Of course. Take them. Use them. Okay. They're there for you. Um, you get you get 15 a year. Mm-hmm. Um, the first six just come to you at the beginning. So um, you're, there, there is not a dearth of sick days. Um, but... Um, I mean, but as you know, we also, we get a lot of time off too. I mean, in those times we're planning usually or something else is going on where we're getting prepped for our classroom. But you're absolutely right, Jeremiah. Like you don't want to go in and let loose on the kids because you're, you're having a moment. Yeah. So it would be better just to solidify that substitute to come on in and cover whatever day it is that you just need to step back. And you know, and they say on here about taking those days to catch up on laundry. Oh Lord, (laughs) the laundry in my house is the bane of my existence. That's what summer vacation is for. Oh man. I'm going to tell you right now. I don't have enough clothes to get through the year. Come on. You know, it makes me laugh laugh because I think about this meme that I saw on Facebook that talks about laundry takes me about like 
oh, seven days. <laughs> it takes me like 40 minutes to actually wash the load, but then the other time <laughs> spent. Yeah, it, totally. I hate folding clothes. It's not like it usually doesn't end well. My yeah, but other than that, yeah. But you you really do go to do your laundry. Take care. Hey, going back to that whole thing of you know taking care of yourself. Go to the dentist. Take a nap. You know, go for a walk. I love going for walks in my neighborhood. It's great. So, and it's all quiet and it's peaceful. So, um, if you need those days and, you know, like Jeremiah was saying, if you don't have the actual time, the personal days, take it. Just take one or two of your quote unquote mental health days (laughs) and everything will be fine. So, I'm telling you, that will get you through. All right. Well, it's been an exciting exciting fun premiere episode yes. we look so forward to doing this with you guys great. Um, we have um, a email address if you have questions about anything that concerns education um, please 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 feel free to email us it's teachingtodaypodcast at gmail.com Again, teaching today podcast at gmail.com. Um, we are so happy to have you join us today. Um, we have a Facebook page, Teaching Today Podcast on Facebook. Please like us there. That's where you can get all the latest updates and upcoming episodes and things like that. We want to thank CCEA for sponsoring the show, powering the show, letting us uh, come here and be goofballs for the last hour <laughs> yeah. or so. This is what it's all about, people. You got to find a good Good person that you can hang out with and share stories with. So. <laughs> um, and yeah, so until next time, we're gonna say class dismissed. Class dismissed.